0: Welcome to New Game Netcast, the official podcast of NewGameNetwork.com. This is episode 7 for Sunday, June 24th, 2012. Today on the show, we'll be discussing Saints Row The Third expansion being cancelled, Amnesia and Machine for Pigs trailer, Indie Game the Movie, and Okami HD. We'll also recap our E3 2012 coverage and our Best of E3 awards. With news around the industry, we'll chat about the leaked Xbox 720 plans. Rockstar condemning maximum three cheaters to play against each other, Australia finally passing an R18 waiting for games, banning of E3 booth babes, developers working too hard, and Aisha Tyler. Finally we'll chat about writing in video games, Dragon's Dogma impressions, our issue with YouTube copyrights, Need for Speed and other video game movies and works. And stay tuned for our question of the episode. Hello, all the people of the world. It's Sunday, June 24th, 2012. It is I, Alex, on the New Game Netcast. And joining me, I have Evan. Tori, Dos brothers. What that means. And Peter.
1: Hey, line. I can't think of anything.
0: <laughs> right on. And uh heard Pete had a story to tell about surgery.
1: It's not really a story. It happened.
2: Like, uh, uh yeah wait what okay what's <laughs> what surgery
1: It was a uh you know keyhole surgery
2: Key, What? I'm sorry. Keyhole surgery? I never heard of it.
1: It's where um they go in through your navel and it's like and um, they put a camera in there and then so they don't have to cut open anything. It's Oh like,
2: yeah, I I remember this from uh the first Matrix movie. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty much what happened. They sucked an, an evil alien out of me. No, no, I, I, had, I had my gallbladder
2: removed. Oh, sorry to hear it. Well, I'm glad you survived.
1: No, it, you don't. You don't need it. It's, uh, it's like an appendix.
2: <laughs> you don't need it until you know later. No, no, you, you might need it.
0: You don't
1: need it anymore. We evolved to. Oh,
2: okay. It. Well, why did you have it removed then?
1: I had I had gallstones. Yeah.
0: Because oh, you want to go. continue the evolution, just remove all the necessary parts.
2: That's
1: right. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, cut down. So now I'm about 95% human. So I'm thinking it's... the appendix will knock another 5% off. Nice. Awesome. Uh... That's <laughs> you. you know what the weirdest thing was? Is that um, I think I, w- I was in there, and, uh, you know, because you get interviewed by anesthesiologists and stuff. But it was like I was... Have you ever been to a store where you're ordering a product and you have to take a ticket and sit in line? Yeah. That's what it was like. I was sat in a waiting room with a gown on and slippy.
2: <laughs> you're kidding me. Like, after all prepped for surgery and you were still waiting?
1: Yeah, yeah, because I got um the gown and everything. Like, and, you know, feeling the breeze underneath. And then I had, like, a number on my wrist. And just, I was looking at a screen and then they called me in.
0: They just bumping through surgery. It's kind of scary.
1: Yeah, but then it was like... Um, they, um, it was it was just weird because.
0: Well, oh, that's I, the that's the Canadian healthcare system for you. That's yeah. true. Yeah,
2: uh, I, I always despised hospital guys. It felt like they were just making you psychologically vulnerable.
1: Yeah, but that, that that's what she said. Because my um, blood pressure was slightly higher. <laughs> um, obviously from you know uh, anticipation or whatever. It was weird. I've never I broke I think I broke a record for the most. Um, people seeing me like naked in one day, I think, and it must, must have been about ten.
2: And, and your previous was eight or something? Then... No, but my, my previous is
1: usually myself. <laughs> or if it's two people, it's either someone else or I'm looking in a mirror. Anything more than that, it's like a mirror within a mirror. So it's recursion of myself. Okay. So, um,
0: for those of you who probably noticed, we're uh, currently experiencing some outage on the site this weekend and I can pretend that it was scheduled but it really wasn't and uh, it's basically a problem with our hosting provider and this big and lengthy outage actually kinda gave me a kick in the butt to move us to a better location and we're just in the process of setting everything up and hopefully as soon as our current hosting provider is able to bring our site back online We'll actually work on moving the content over and uh, potentially next weekend we will do another short outage to cut everything over to the new server.
2: As long as we are lying and saying that this was scheduled, can we also lie and say that this was because we've gotten so much traffic?
0: So most sites, when they reach this level of traffic, actually make the move a lot sooner than we did. Uh, So we kind of winged it until now basically but uh... we should have probably you know could have moved a long time ago but we're doing it now so well,
2: I it's... hope this isn't more expensive
0: of course it is that's how it works <laughs> but uh... hopefully it'll be worth it
1: well we'll have to start bringing ads on the site won't we
0: can, well, can, I,
1: can I please be Hot Young Singles in my area Alex because I've <laughs> been dying to or, or win iPods, please
0: no we try to keep it minimal for the enjoyment of the visitors yeah Talking about some game news. Top news from the site that's currently down. Uh, Saints Row, the third expansion plans have been cancelled and it actually uh, will become Saints Row 4.
2: Isn't this the only expansion that they had planned?
0: Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. I um, suppose, I mean, with all the uh, you know publisher problems that they're having, THQ and, and such, and this is kind of their biggest franchise, I guess they made a okay. business decision. To uh.
1: Let's run it into the ground. Is that the business decision?
0: No, well, I think expansion would have been a riskier choice than just put the content into the next game. Well, it, yeah.
1: It depends. Is the expansion just become Saints Row 4? Like it was another island or something? And now it's become a totally new game?
2: Well, I guess I won't know.
1: Yeah. That's. I, I just didn't think there'd be enough content. Well,
2: it, come to think of it, I realize now this is, must be a fairly easy move, just because games these days, it's, a lot of times there isn't that much difference between an expansion or a sequel.
0: There's especially those standalone ones, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm sure they'll take all the content and then they'll add to it, obviously, to make it a more full-fledged release. I have faith in that. Otherwise, they're well, they're in trouble now. They really need to kind of keep it, keep it going. Uh, Amnesia: A Machine for Pigs gets a teaser trailer, yeah. and that's for fans of the Amnesia franchise that like to play at night with lights off. Is he scary? Evan?
2: Oh goodness! If you two not played this game,
0: I know I'm, I've, I'm, I'm I've aware.
2: I'm aware of how uh,
0: mentally challenging it is, so I, I refuse to participate.
2: No, it's uh, like I'm I'm a grown man and I was you know so close to crying and I, like <laughs> this game every time I started it but the thing was uh I mean yeah so frictional the developers of the game they did a great job with amnesia especially for it being an indie title uh, mm. but the good news on amnesia for a machine for pigs is that they are now teaming up with a chinese room these what? are the indie developers who specialize in making fantastic 3d environments uh, right. they did dear esther oh
1: okay
2: and from the look of it, it looks like the gameplay is pretty much staying the same, but uh, the environments are getting even better. The uh, the visuals, which were slightly lacking in the original Amnesia, mm. are going to be giving a shot in the arm. So this is good news all around.
1: And it was just that one big dude who was the scary thing. Oh, was there other things in it?
2: Oh no, yeah, that's the thing. It was just the one big big dude. That's what made um. I mean, you know, that's where Amnesia being a, a small indie title really shows off. In theory, in Amnesia, there's only one enemy. There's one big dude chasing you. Mm. And, but that goes through the whole game. And, you know, the yeah. whole game revolves around you not getting killed <laughs> by this big dude. <laughs> because, it's just pretty, you're it not It's
1: you're, you're just a guy with a lump.
2: Yeah, pretty you morph. can't fight. It, well, yeah, I one of the yeah one of the great points about it can't fight absolutely no combat, um, but you have quite a few gameplay elements at your disposal for escape and distraction, uh, you know things like running into rooms, closing doors, uh, barricading yourself in, yeah. uh, things like that. Oh boy, just scary just to think about <laughs> it. How long
1: until the movie
2: then? And if they get it out, um, yeah, and hopefully last. The last re- amnesia release they got out r- right before Halloween, which was the perfect time, and hopefully they'll do this around the same time and uh, yeah, be able to make another smash hit. We'll see.
0: Staying on the indie topic, you watched indie game, the movie, which is actually the first I guess film to come out on Steam too. Yeah,
2: watch. I did, I didn't know how I felt about that. Film, Why not expanding expanding Steam library? I guess so. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Downloaded just like a game and everything. Yeah. Um, it was like you should it's a film that if people are interested in indie games, the three games that uh, indie game kind of goes into are Super Meat Boy, mm. uh, Braid, and Fez, which we recently had a glowing review of, I think. Who who reviewed that? Is
1: it Mark? It was Matthew. Sounds like Mark.
2: And the nice thing about the documentary is it shows them each stage of development. It it talks about Braid uh, sort of after the fact, you know, after Braid's been a big hit. It follows the final days and release of Super Meat Boy, and then it uh, follows Fez. The, game end, the movie ends with Fez, you know, hopefully being released later this year type thing, mm-hmm. which as we all know. Um, yeah, it's worth watching if you like the games. Especially, or if you like the indie game genre in general, just to see what it's like—you you know, these people, uh, you know, in their little apartments or maybe little offices if they can hold that—you know, we get up one morning on the on release day and check Xbox Live Arcade <laughs> and are emailing Microsoft back and forth saying, "Hey, where is my where is my game? Why isn't it showing up?" And uh, having to put together everything, uh, they brush on things like legal issues, the fez maker. Uh, the big drama with him that the documentary follows is that uh, apparently hot it company? started off that, I'm sorry
1: I said the hot company you had to stick with <laughs>
2: that would that I would have wondered, uh, I, someone should make a fictional movie out over that. <laughs> no apparently he started fez with a a, a a second guy and they've been having bickering over legal issues. And in theory, he could not release Fez and could not show it at PAX unless he had the He's appropriate signed. papers signed type yeah. thing. Oh,
1: right. how, how come they had a bit of a rift going?
2: I don't know. He, they very yes, mysteriously, deliberately don't go into it. It's great. Every time they, they show a picture of the two of them together and then they've blurred out the other guy, <laughs> who they, they never say his name either. It's just the other guy who, I, you know, I can't say his name, but he has to sign these papers or else... Fez won't release.
1: There's have some ominous music like the inception horn when he shows his face.
2: Build up the, t- the build up the tension behind it and everything, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's the kind of th- it's the kind of perfect thing to put on while you're cleaning up or, you know, working on a hobby or something. Like oh, it might not entertain you if you're just watching the if you if you're just watching the documentary.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Okami HD is coming to PS3 this fall. This is actually, um, for me personally, anyway, it's one of those games, uh, kind of on the level of, um, I guess, Metal Gear Solid. Just one of those games that came out on PS2, which uh, obviously I didn't have a chance to own, but now, I, but I've heard, you know, that it's a kind of a cult classic status. So I'm, I'm looking forward to giving that a go, actually.
1: What else is the studio done. Oh, I feel I, sh- I feel like I should know, but I can't remember. They've got quite a history of uh, kind of prolific games.
2: Okami is the well, for one, it's nice to see these games being brought up. I I love to see games re-released on the PS3. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think, especially classic, beautiful games like Okami. There's this real threat of you know of the new console coming out and suddenly people forgetting about these great games. You know. Uh, we still have DVDs and videos of, you know, the best movies from the 1980s. How come we don't do that with games? And it's nice to see this effort being made.
0: Well, yeah. the only concern with that is, you know, people are like, "Well, wow, they're just charging us second time for the same game and stuff like that. And, you know, they have a point, but uh, I think for, for for me, in this case, um, I did miss, you know, a bunch of those classic, considered to be classic games, and I had a chance to replay them. Now, having said that, you know, if if we get Konami HD HD on PS4, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna feel if we get you know the Metal Gear HD Collection again for PS4 and Xbox 720. I don't know how I would feel. I guess I wouldn't really mind. You know, why not let the people have a chance to play these games? Basically, it's it's a matter of making these games available across the generation of platforms.
1: Yeah, um, unless you can just like you know sign in with your. PS account into the PS4, and then it just re-downloads everything. Yeah, that would
0: be nice. So we'll see how that goes, I guess, when the next generation rolls in, see how they handle all the stuff that you own now, and how it's going to play out. Mm -hmm. You know, can can you keep your PS1 classics that you have on your PS3 from PSN? You know, that's one of the things.
2: I guess i give them a pass on a comment, because they are technically improving it, and with a game so devoted to visuals... You know, this is the rare game where it might be worth getting the HD version, just to get the HD version.
1: It was on the Wii as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was on the Wii as well. Uh, uh, but it's the, it's Clover, who are now Platinum, I think, and they did be- Beautiful Joe. That's the one I
0: remembered.
2: No, you're right. It, it's on the Wii too. Wow. I had no idea.
1: Cause it seemed because of the brush and everything, it seemed like it was... Uh...
0: Yeah, it, this one's going to have the PS Move support E3 2012, let's talk about it some more. (laughs) Attendance speaks at uh, 46,000 and change. And the interesting news is that it could move next year. After holding the convention for 18 out of 19 years that it's been around, it's been in Los Angeles, but now it could move because they are building a brand new big football stadium right in the middle of downtown. (laughs) Pete and I were there. I don't know where they're going to fit it. But, uh, On the ocean Well no, they're fitting it right there in downtown And they're actually going to demolish half of the convention center Where E3 takes place In order to build
2: it Underwater, right. that would be, yeah. be
0: worth it And that's the concern um, going forward Is that there's not going to be enough space At the convention center for E3 So it could move
1: Can't be used to football place. stadium
0: <laughs> Really, you think Going outside all day, you're going to survive that? It depends in, in blistering some... heat?
1: Some stadiums are built to have dual facilities. Like sometimes they can be swimming pools, sometimes they can be race tracks. So I know you could throw some walls up and stuff on it. It it wouldn't it wouldn't have to be. But the, all the it time. wouldn't
0: be ready though.
1: Is it going to be? Oh, I assume it's going to take a while.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, then somewhere else. But I don't know which city it could go to. London maybe? Excel Center. <laughs>
2: I was wondering about that. Yeah, where where would they possibly go? Well, they could go to... Um, think, Seattle.
0: No, they were, mm-hmm. saying, they were saying San Jose or something. Mm. San Jose? Yeah. Still, well, it's yeah. all about having facilities, right? Uh, have you been have, to the
1: Center in London?
0: In London, UK? Yeah,
1: yeah, in London.
0: Yeah, they're not going out of the States,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> Just well, to get uh, that clear...
1: I'll have, to, I'll have to send them a brochure. Yeah, no. I'll blow their minds.
2: They will not leave the States. That's not a, even a...
1: There's a post office in Corner Shop right round well, five minutes away.
2: Guys, come on. We all know. Video games are, at their heart, a United States phenomenon. No. Gosh I mean, dang it. We're going to keep it in the United States.
0: No, it's just a matter of you guys have your, your okay. Gamer Expo and Gamescom and all those things. E3 is just a North American show.
1: All right. I salute the flag.
0: Yeah.
2: How do you do? You, how do you feel about that? Do you like the idea? Of what? Of going to a new, going to a new city and everything. I don't
0: think we've got a choice in the matter.
2: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: but... <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I don't really care. I guess. It'd be cheaper. I imagine. Well, not necessarily. That'd be nice. Downtown in any major city is going to be expensive.
1: Those Benjamins. Yeah. Well, fair enough. If it moves, it moves. You know, you got to roll with the punches. I'm sure everyone else will.
0: Yeah, all those developers from San Francisco are going to have to fly a little further.
1: Well, and the people from afield, I think.
0: We're going well, really, well, if, it, if it moves you know, eastward, it's going to be better for everybody, because then uh, everybody who's flying from the East Coast is going to be a little closer for them and all that stuff.
2: Well, yeah, except that the video game industry is pretty heavily centered on the West Coast, isn't it? It can
0: be, but again, that's why I said it sucks to be them. <laughs> 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 it's for us too right yeah. alright moving on Um, if the set was up we would yes. put you to a variety of links uh, all kinds of E3 2012 previews that we've put up over the past couple of weeks previews for all kinds of games but since it's not up we can just talk about our awards which were the best games of E3 2012 the winners of our E3 2012 best of awards uh, assassin's creed 3 roll. Um, was was good was awesome some sh- ship sailing action
1: yeah how it is
0: running around in boston and
2: the big on treetops yeah tea parties and stuff <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's too friendly during that time. But five will get you ten. You'll be able to assassinate one of the founding fathers, and this will cause an uproar.
0: Yeah, well, I won't we'll not. see. We'll see. We'll see. Can they go that risk? Risky?
1: Well, you know, I mean, that's what they try and do now nowadays, don't they? Spectacle.
0: No, but they're still trying to keep it in foreign nations, right? You've never well, even a, then. Yeah, but that's what I mean. The founding fathers—that's going to be all United States, right? That might yeah. make people upset, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it'll go that far. I don't think so. Or
2: will, or will it strictly be a? As we all know, the British are the best. Yeah, back? probably. It's okay to knock them off. Yeah, yeah.
1: probably. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: also, beyond Two Souls, the new announced title for PlayStation Three, which is going to be hopefully awesome because. Um, after Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy, I have faith in Quantum Dream.
1: Except for Be Don't Have Faith in Ellen Page. Except, yes. I, I was watching The View this weekend, and Ellen Page was on there, and her emotional range was not lacking.
0: <laughs> you were watching the what now? The View? The, the View? Yeah, <laughs> See, yeah. that's your problem right there. That's why was... you couldn't you couldn't judge her properly. In hey, lackluster. Who,
1: Whoopi Goldberg was on there, as well as some waxen women who were matured beyond age, who melting under the studio lights. Excellent. And yeah, everyone was fantastic.
0: Awesome. Um, Black Ops Two. Mm-hmm. That's all yep. I got. All
2: right.
0: uh, dishonored,
2: the stabbing in the neck simulator. Yep. Oh, I, I like I like where this is going. Is <laughs> this? <laughs> No, I'm looking. I'm just saying. Of all those titles so far, of Dishonored is probably what I'm look, most looking forward to. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh,
0: we have a preview. Uh, we saw it and played it, and it was interesting. I don't know if they would. Uh, it has a couple of interesting mechanics, but it feels kind of like a first-person Shoot. Splinter Cell. No. no, it's not a oh, shooter. Right. It's kind of like a first-person sneaky. It's like Deus Ex. Yeah, it's like Deus Ex without. Uh, <laughs> Huh? Yeah, like
1: Thief, because oh, oh, Thief... Oh, yeah, Thief,
0: yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go, that's exactly the good comparison. With the superpower things.
2: things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe
0: it's time for Thief to make a comeback. I mean, that Thief style. I, th- I think it is coming. Well, now, Thief 4 it? is Thief kind Thief? of in hiatus yeah. right now or something, but...
1: Yeah, that, that needs to come out. I we'll enjoyed Enjoy those games.
0: Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, yeah. which was cool. And, like I mentioned, uh, having just completed... The marathon of the Metal Gear franchise once again. I reminded myself why riding the way that he is, and everything kind of falls in place, I guess. You know, because originally I thought, well, this doesn't really fit the Metal Gear series, you know, like the action and all that stuff, and heading off to platinum. But then really, if you really remind yourself how uh, Metal Gear 4 in particular played out like with that character, it makes perfect sense that he would be in an action game. Uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. It's going to be awesome because once again I have faith in Criterion because uh, Hot Pursuit was good and now they're approaching the burnout a little bit. Mm. But uh, hopefully they keep it as a separate game because it's different. Well, I don't know.
2: When was the last Need for Speed released again?
0: Every Probably year. last year. He <laughs> yeah, c-
1: celebrates his birthday.
0: Every year but last year uh, was not by Criterion, was by Black Box, and that was not a very good game.
1: Did they have the same thing that um, Call of Duty's got? Switch developers each year.
0: That's what they're doing right now, yeah. All oh, right. Uh, we also had PlanetSide Two, which because uh, we didn't have a chance to see, but it was kind of voted on by a couple of other staff members who are looking forward to this MMO shooter. Uh, the Last of Us, we saw the. Ultra violent survival gameplay.
2: Yep. That's Realistic cool. gritty uh, post-apocalyptic survival. Yeah. Yep. that's Right. And yeah, that's, uh, that, that could be good. This would, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I look forward
2: to. Tomb Raider,
0: which makes our list for the second year in a row. Alright. And Watch Dogs, which uh, is again another announcement. And uh, this one we can reveal was actually the overall winner, even though we didn't uh, usually rank the games that we pick as winners for E3. Uh, Watchdog, Watchdogs received the most votes from our staff.
2: Oh, uh, what yeah. is it? Yeah, what is it about Watchdogs that's got you so uh, interested? It was Cool Beans.
1: Well, I'll be, I think if you're looking what looks more solid at the moment, it's I'd say it's The Last of Us. Because Watch Dogs, all we had was... We didn't get a hint of story. We got a bit of gameplay and some cool-looking scenes, but it depends how much that blends in with everything else.
0: Well, You know, did,
1: it, it, it's, it certainly looks promising, and it I jumped was, along yeah, it with was a hype train.
0: Hopefully, not, hopefully it's not an issue of a hype train. I thought it looked uh, the most interesting, really, because it's kind um, of u- unique in its mechanics and presentation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say it, it's put some interesting stuff forward. Lots I was wondering...
2: I was wondering about those mechanics, because I, um, okay, I haven't seen the preview yet, but apparently it's a game revolving around uh, surveillance and hacking?
0: Well, yeah, you can basically control pretty much everything in the city. There's a gameplay trailer, that you can see, that was out of E3. Um, you know, you can hack uh, people's cell phones and find out everything you want to know about them. You can hack, you know, like streetlights and bridges and, yeah, security cameras, I guess, if fun okay. to.
2: That's kind of a clever idea. That could be good.
0: Yeah. yeah. What, I mean, it would be limited by the design, like, how much can you really control and, you know, how to best use it, but uh, it could be an interesting sandbox open world for sure. Definitely. So those are those a are list of top ten games, and uh, most of them are previewed. Once again, once the site returns, we do apologize for the downtime. All of those previews are on there under latest articles. Uh, we can chat about some uh, interesting things from around the industry. Which, well, I guess the most uh, talked-about story the past, for the past couple of weeks is the, uh, yeah, suppose document leak that kind of outlines Microsoft's plans for the future of Xbox, if it you will. Seemed,
1: it seems like they leaked it. You know, with the connects. You know, with their comments being kind of lackluster. And the release of the tablet. Uh,
0: maybe, maybe not. This document is clearly from 2010 because it still uh, talks about... That's what they want you to think. No, 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 because they still talk about things like, um, I think, Apple TV not being released, but obviously it has been for a while now. So, you know, and, and uh, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm and digging
1: it's, my tinfoil hat out. and putting it on.
0: Well, and the Microsoft legal people, you know, took it down everywhere they could so
1: yeah
0: uh, it, there's no doubt that it's legitimate but it's pretty old so it's not that we can you know predict anything about the 720 at this point
2: it's the kind of thing that it feels almost as if uh, when Microsoft and Sony it feels as if everyone is holding back on the next consoles it's like they don't want to be the first one
1: well yeah everyone's like you know it's like you're standing at a pool and everybody's dipping their toe in a little bit, and then running back. And you know, you need somebody to just run through and cannonball in there.
0: Well, we're we're trying. We were hoping for Nintendo to, but they kind of let us down with that cannonball at E3. So.
1: If, yeah. and, and and Reggie would have made a splash if he did a cannonball, man.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that though. As people said it, it's it's nice to see us actually being able to enjoy our current consoles for a little while instead of having to refresh every four years. Yeah,
1: because I'm 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 not too bothered to be
0: honest, but. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and the, the reason this is a big story is because of the, I guess, whole forward planning and Connect 2 and uh, how Microsoft, in 2010 anyways, was looking forward to everybody having 3D TVs at home and, and you know being these model consumers and all that stuff. It's interesting from a research perspective uh, how things looked back then. But uh, I'm sure those plans are all changed and mixed around at this point. Now they're actually approaching it. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting document there.
2: Seven twenty Xbox. Huh. <laughs> it. It's like see except now you're you're kind of you're spinning around in many circles now, isn't it? <laughs> so Yeah,
0: it's it's just the model name. I don't think it's gonna be the final name, obviously. But
1: I know I hope they bring out a better name though. I wonder how long I wonder how much people get paid to think of a name for a console. Because I bet it takes I bet it's one of the most, like, time vampire things that nobody would be happy with for ages.
0: I don't think it's going to be one person. I think it's, like, a... Oh, it, it,
1: it'll be a team. Yeah. Of, like, sitting in a boardroom yeah. with the sleeves rolled up with a whiteboard in front of them. <laughs> like, running through oh, the results.
2: No. At this level, they do whatchamacallit, where you, you know, test the name against... What do you call that? Come on, when you well, test like the idea group. against consumers. Focus group, yeah. Yeah.
1: What does 720 say to you? How does it make you feel?
2: <laughs> uh, 720 makes me think either of drugs or dizziness.
1: <laughs> they keep trying to have like one thing which kind of like explains everything for them. But the thing is, PlayStation have never done that. They just got PlayStation right and then stuck with it, and then just threw some numbers on the end. Whereas like the Wii and Xbox and stuff like need a name to go with it.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they came up with Connect somehow. Well, us see
1: what well, they do for they connect with the CO and then, and then just to no, it's all
2: connect it was just following the trend of trying to make our consumer our our uh, consumer electronics more personal you know it's the you know like the Wii or the connect the mean uh, yeah exactly well yeah exactly it's supposed to give this feeling of it's me it's you know it's it's mine it's right behind windows me when it came out
1: <laughs> me, I mean, yeah oh, I, I, I thought
2: that was no. i thought that stood for millennium no it no it did but you know they didn't call it windows millennium or windows m they changed it to windows me, me. get it hey
0: i had that installed at some point i remember there it, it
2: was great I loved it. <laughs> oh i'm so sorry for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right rockstar games uh came up with an interesting way to deal with cheaters, and uh, they basically put all of them together in the same uh, matchmaking system so that you can only play against other cheaters, which is interesting, I guess.
2: I can't... This might be brilliant. This might be such a good idea. Because the thing is, cheaters might not mind that.
0: Yeah, who can cheat better? (laughs)
2: Yeah, exactly. They, so they might go on a blast, and Rockstar—it's—it's it's way of you know you still get to you, your normal fan base is happy, but even those cheaters who you're trying to ban, they still love your game and pay for it and play it. People with cheats. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: But I never can somebody please explain to me why somebody would cheat in an in an online game.
0: Why did somebody would cheat?
1: I never quite got my head around
0: huh? Oh, you were just opening a big discussion. We've got to need more people for that one. Maybe save it for like oh, next gosh. week. <laughs> save it for an episode that's coming up.
2: People that's... cheat for the same reason that they troll to show off their. Yeah, to, yeah pretend that uh, to pretend that they're hackers and laugh at other 12 year old kids.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't get into it. <laughs> that's I'm... a lengthy talk. Lengthy talk. <sighs> uh, Australia finally gets an R18 rating, which means games won't be banned anymore because they can get a legitimate rating, which is awesome for people that are down there that have you struggled.
1: Know, for, for, for an island that was, that was like one of its main inhabitants, well, em, emigrators were criminals. Do, do you think we'd be that bothered about a rating system?
0: <laughs> well, and the, the thing is, everybody up till now has kind of been a criminal by playing a lot of these games because they're not actually being sold. So you can only get them like on Steam and other digital services.
2: Poor Australia is never going to outgrow its criminal heritage. People were are going to be laughing at it for a long time. And you not, know,
1: not, not while I'm still British. <laughs> and we yeah. sent them there.
0: And you know, they get charged crazy prices for the two. So I
1: think it's it's so backwards on such a like such a growth industry. You, you'd have to be an idiot to make it jump to as many loopholes when I mean, you could be clearly making a lot of money on it. Yeah, with taxes.
0: Well, that's the government's choice, I guess. There is a thing about banning E3 booth babes.
1: Hey, well, I wouldn't go so far to that. It, it was an opinion piece.
0: It, yeah, yeah. It, they're hoping that was from Penny Arcade. They're yes. saying that the uh, I guess it's irrelevant or it doesn't serve the industry well or whatever.
2: Well, I agree with them so with what they said. I agree with what they said in the article, but you know, you can't you can't ban them. It sells. You know, you can what are you going to do? Gonna do? Yeah. yeah sex sells sorry that's, that's life
0: uh, You turn on TV or music videos these god the music videos these days man yeah. it's just,
2: but I put a sweater on love but <laughs> I agree that booth babes might be starting to do more more harm than good I actually and don't it, think it, so because I mean they've actually toned it down
0: quite a bit over the years after you, that did you see the Tekken booth man yeah
1: did you see Nina Williams who <laughs> Oh, a character from Tekken. Somebody oh. was a co- cosplay.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's allowed cause it's in the spirit of the character.
1: Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> with a piece of what?
0: So, see, maybe maybe we should... A bigger issue would be working on the image of women in games. That's another big topic.
2: Yeah. <gasps> oh, Dread, you know, four. I should put that up. In fact, I might add that. Um, maybe, maybe next time. There's a Kickstarter project for a popular oh, YouTube that's, that's, video that's maker. That. The Tropes one. Yeah, exactly, really? who is uh, who's going to be doing a special series on women in video games. Oh, and
1: yeah. She needed like $150,000 to do it or something. I can't...
2: Yeah, I, I it, that's a little ridiculous. No, it wasn't... Are they, it wasn't are, uh, they, are,
0: they, are they talking about like real women in the industry, or are they talking about the presentation
2: inside games? Presentation. Oh, yeah, but, I would but need but so much I, money for that?
1: But, but the thing is, you can say a discussion, it's kind of sexist at the moment, and, you know... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of it, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, there, there's obviously good, like, uh, female role models in games. Depends on how
2: far you go. She mentions in, if you watch the intro video, she says, I'll also be discussing good examples of female role models, and she flashes Portal up on the screen very quickly. Of course. <laughs> of course.
1: And Shell, Although, is, why why is Shell particularly a good role model?
2: I guess, um, maybe Shell not so much. She might actually be going for Gladys. Is good. Unbelievably, or at least as presented as a credible threat to the player, you know, or well,
1: well, yeah, I don't know,
2: she, she just, just threw it out there. But,
1: uh, I, I don't know. It's in. It's. It seems like something that can be covered without needing so much money. That, that
2: was my. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way too. I I would agree, except that I didn't think it was that much money, right? I mean, even oh, was if it, it were was eight, it one fifty? I, I no. don't
1: know. I, I, thought, I thought it
2: was. <laughs> No, no, no. It can't be 150. I thought it was something along the lines of 10,000. Was it? Okay. Which considering, you know, that you're ma- essentially that you're going to be making a little indie film, I thought uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess so. depending on the quality
2: of it and how Anyway, Wait, wait. It was uh, it's
1: 158,000. Oh, it was <gasps> 6,000, but now it's got 158
2: grand. Oh. Okay, so you mean she asked for 6,000 and got 158? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, that, yeah, I can see uh, that. Ah, people jumping the bandwagon. Alright, next item.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something about developers working too hard from Capcom. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Street Fighter producers being overworked? Yeah. I'm guessing, Pete, you put that in, can you talk about it?
1: Can I talk about them being overworked?
0: Well, yeah, what's the scoop?
1: They were overworked?
0: And came out? I uh, admitted it, or...
1: Well, I was going to comment how it, it happens, uh, obviously it's quite excessive in Capcom's case, but um, it can be, it, I think it's kind of indicative of the industry, but obviously not to such an extreme. I think when people get into video games, there is that, uh, you kind of know in the back of your mind you'll have to work ridiculous hours, especially close to uh, release date, and not just to find what Capcom did, but um, you know they went a little bit overboard.
0: Stepping back a bit again to that topic of women in games. <laughs> um, Aisha Tyler who hosted the Ubisoft E3 press conference this year I guess uh, we didn't see it because P- Pete and I were there but uh, apparently in the meantime the internet was up in arms about uh, a lady hosting the show and how you know people were trolling saying that she wasn't really a gamer and all that stuff so she kind of had a mild breakdown and
2: made a Long. Yeah, we
1: well, we'll call it breakdown. She gave a rebuttal. To, yeah. Uh, people's yeah, yeah.
2: She wrote a poem for crying out well, loud. Wow.
0: It it feels like it's kind of right back at you with the same weapons. Like it would be better if she kind of kept it, uh, I guess, a little on a higher level than just insulting <laughs> everybody. You because know, you know, cause she kind of did the same thing that they were doing. You know. Right. Yeah. But. uh...
1: Yeah. Well, it depends. If you, I don't know. There was a lot of her people out there, and I can't understand why. You know, I thought I thought she did a good job.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, she was good as a host, but it was too scripted. But obviously, that wasn't her call. So.
1: No, it was it was their call. But um, I don't know. I I don't know why people get so angry over who hosts stuff. I thought.
2: Yeah, I thought I'm just fine even with. I'm, I I'm fine with video with like video game reviewers or or shows or whatever having hosts that know nothing about video games but are good hosts. Whoa. It's,
1: it's, it's just, wow! It's just okay. kind of a mouthpiece to deliver information in a funny and interesting said, and engaging way.
0: You said hosts, Evan, not reviewers, right?
2: Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, let's let's, let's keep that uh, let's keep that uh, precise.
2: You, no, don't want, well, you don't I, want
0: reviewers who know nothing about the media games to be reviewing.
2: Well, even then, I mean, like, the, the, the people who write the reviews as opposed to, let's say I'm trying to think, oh, X-Play. I think usually X-Play, they read their own reviews, but sometimes I think they have someone else to write the reviews. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Them, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying is, you know, the face of the company is the face of the company. That's it. You, and when it really gets down to it, probably the best game players are not, you know, are, are not good <laughs> What are, what are you?
0: What are you saying, man? Are you, are you pulling a stereotype right now, uh,
2: Alex? The truth is, you're probably a great host, but I'm betting I could beat you in just about any game. Oh, <laughs> that's what. That's sorry. That's. that's
0: <laughs>
1: Wait, um, you, who who is actually a good gamer and uh, hoster then? Um, does it, do you know of anyone who's a uh, goes hand in hand?
2: Maybe um, any arcade people actually.
1: Yeah, but do you know anybody that um, is kind of at the other end who you wouldn't kind of expect? Say say he's quite a hardcore gamer, but. Like you say uh, Robin Williams, because he's uh, quite a fan of Zelda. And you may not expect that. But he'd also be a good host, because he's also hosted stuff.
2: You know, like people people who. No, like popular people who actually play games? um, Yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't know. I'm sure they've got to be there.
0: Do you guys uh, familiar with the TV show Chuck?
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: Zachary oh. Levy is one.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's probably a good host. He, uh, and,
0: well, he hosted the Spike Awards last fall. The Spike Video Game Awards? Oh, right. Yeah. How did that go? It was tolerable.
1: <laughs> tolerable? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, he was fine, but again, working with the script, so.
1: I don't, I don't know why they don't let like, just do it themselves.
0: Wow, that would be kind of hard, hard, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it, you know, it depends, because with Ubisoft, it was. Okay, you've got to talk about x number of games. It has to have this information in, and you can, you know, have this uh, build up to it, just like you know, a paragraph. But when it's like when you have somebody in marketing trying to be trying to write for someone else who's amusing, but who isn't amusing, then <laughs> it, it it can kind of fall down.
0: Yeah. Well, that's their call, man. That's kind of how most business presentations work, still though. Yeah, but oh. I I don't understand why they've
1: like, not noticed after a few years that maybe they should just let somebody else.
2: Nobody wants to take the risk. Hey, I just realized who a uh, good host I know who also happens to play video games, uh, but you wouldn't know it. Ricky Gervais, if you know him.
1: Oh, of course, I know Ricky Gervais.
2: Oh, of course, yeah. uh, he he's hello, a big.
1: Uh... <laughs> I, I, was, I used to listen to XFM.
2: He's apparently a big gamer. Is well, it? or at least okay, maybe not big, but like. Yeah, you mean he plays like them a a lot.
1: Angry Birds, like oh, no no right. no
2: like uh he like he every now and then in his comedy routines he in fact he's got some great video game comedy routines that so he brings it up.
1: Been, are you sure you're talking about Ricky Gervais? Here? Uh
2: yeah maybe well here give me who why who, who wow, do you think well, I'm talking about? You can... Wait wait
1: from from The Office
2: British comedian. Yeah Ricky Gervais from The Office.
1: Oh right fair enough. I've heard, to be honest I've never heard that stuff. I have to check it out.
2: You gotta get some YouTube in.
1: Yeah, because I've, I've seen the stand-up stuff. I haven't seen the most recent things or recent interviews, but that'll be interesting.
0: All right. Some rumors slash other stuff slash coolness, as it says on our podcast schedule. And we do have a schedule, because we're not just improv on the spot. We're not that good. I really? Have, I know uh, it sounds that way, but... Yeah, absolutely. I've been the, audience in, to oh, know. the
1: for so many years
0: now.
2: <laughs> After all our complaints about scripting and how awful it is for hosts to follow script, we want to emphasize that hey, that is hey, exactly no, what no. we do.
0: We're doing it the way you suggested. We have a general outline but we don't want reading off it.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Pre-made text. pre Yeah,
2: That's right. I, uh, let's see here. I just got back. Sorry, the reason I'm a little late. I just got back from a writing meeting, actually. all right. Uh, for uh, short story writers, and while I, I was there thinking about it, I couldn't help but feel that gee, I I kind of feel like writing in video games is still awful for the most part, you know. Save you know a couple of stellar indie games, but like it seems well, like the big games that come out. Couldn't you say
0: the same thing about um, like TV and movies and stuff?
2: Yeah, I guess I guess so. Don't uh, don't
0: blame it on the games, man.
2: Well, I guess Valve has decent writing. I know. I guess what, for some reason, what was really sticking out in my head was Blizzard, for some reason. Because we talked about I, it last time. Yeah, Diablo 3, and then StarCraft 2. I remember playing it when, when I came out and just thinking, you know, why doesn't... The thing that drives me nuts is Blizzard is, you know, super rich, super powerful. <laughs> <laughs> they can hire, and they do, for crying out loud, they're they, they are doing full orchestral scores for their games now. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is no small no small potatoes. One would think that they would hire good writers.
1: <laughs> I think because it's it's kind of low on the list. I think Blizzard Games. Uh, I think because they're such a powerhouse. You know what I mean? You could. Uh, it's it's kind of thing. I don't think they think they require them, or just somebody in house can do it for them. I'd Like priority wise, I don't think it matters as much to them. As it does with, like, say, Bioware or, like, you know, Ubisoft or something.
2: Yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess that's right. I suppose.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt, and I'd love to see it because, you know, you could really, uh, it would really add another layer. But it, it depends how bothered they are about it.
2: Well, and the truth is, I don't play enough. Well, I don't play as much Bioware and Ubisoft as I do Blizzard, so maybe it's just not. Maybe, maybe I've just gotten unlucky with my games of choice. You put oh, yourself oh. in a corner. Because yeah. I was,
1: I was going to say the same thing about Dragon's Dogma. It's uh, because the writing in that is because it's basically, you know, Capcom is, is the producer and uh, it comes from, you know it, it's like imagining what we imagine like, you know, Greece was like thousands of years ago we just imagine kind of people in togas uh-huh. and, you know, walk, walking about like, kind of philosophizing so it's quite a cliched like, you know, stereotypical view and that's kind of what Dragon's Dogma's like there's lots of the... And you know me lords and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of cr- it's kind of cringeworthy both <laughs> the times.
0: But you know, it also has rock music.
1: Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. but no, but it's it's Japanese rock music, so it'll have like a sick intro, but then it'll kind of have you know like that ESL English you know, uh, with kind of Japanese inflection on the words.
2: Nice. So what's the what is the big thing about Dragon's Dogma? Why are people excited about this? I, um, I Who's excited this is just, about this? This is just a good pedigree? I,
1: it's been getting a lot of decent reviews. Um, and uh, I think because it's... Because when everybody thinks about, you know, um, like, Middle Ages-type running around in a sandbox, they think of Skyrim and Oblivion.
2: Right.
1: But this, But this kind of thing, it's, like, nothing like them in some respects. In other respects, it kind of falls into... What you'd expect with like you know, followers and stuff. But the the pawn system is pretty interesting. You can basically take other people's characters that are like secondary characters, support ones, and you can have them on your team.
0: Anyway, I don't think um, Evan, I think you're misguided in thinking that there's a thing with Dragon's Dogma. I'm pretty sure it's just like just Pete. well, no, reviews have been average.
1: And, no, have you seen the Metacritic ones? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Lots of people have been raving about it.
0: Not really. Dude,
1: I was looking at it today.
0: <laughs> anyway, Uh yeah. I, I
1: was going to say is is it does differentiate itself from Skyrim, but in a good way, especially especially at night. At night is infuriating on that game because it's so pitch black. It's like it's like walking through a tunnel.
0: Turn on the lights.
1: No, it's really good, but it like you know has a real sense of foreboding. And also, um, you know, the levels of stuff, you can get, like, hammered early on as well. Um, so you really, you really have to strategize and stuff. I think there's more of a sense of, uh, in some ways, because, you know, I think Skyrim feels like it's a very personal quest, but Dragon's Dogma feels like you're kind of out... Unimportant. Rather... Yeah, well, yeah, you're out there with, like, a few characters.
2: If you pick a fight with the wrong... Dragon, that's too bad, right?
1: Yeah, um, but that's what happens, and you know, you can't go everywhere from the beginning because some enemies are too powerful, so you go around and level up, and you've got...
0: Um,
1: I think it does enough so that it's an interesting game.
2: We have a review pending as soon as I yeah. say. has back up.
1: About.
2: How about the story of YouTube copyrights? I've been looking forward to this.
0: Oh, yeah. man. Bated breath. Now oh. we're back with Pete sounding better than ever. Thanks to discovering that he's been using the wrong
1: microphone. Well, it, it was it was in my um, it was in my like webcam. That is weird though. I don't like that
0: on <laughs> have been doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, now we've discovered the issue. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so my rant on YouTube.
2: Yeah, let's hear it. Uh,
0: well, I was making the video for our top games of E3, and um, I already made a video previously for our top games of 2012 that went up, no problem. And basically, every time you upload something on YouTube, it automatically, uh, you know, tracks the video content. And if there's something there that, you know, from video trailers or game trailers, it kind of puts notices saying, "Well, you have that in there." And you just say, "Okay, yeah, I know, but it's allowed to be used and whatnot." Uh, for this one, uh, for this video, I decided to make one-minute clips for every game that won our award, and I uploaded that, and that got triggered with about. 12 copyright notices and blocked my video worldwide before I even had a chance to uh, make it go public so I said well this is kinda ridiculous and this is an ongoing issue cuz I chat with some people from the industry that you know also run gaming channels and they do run into this Uh, long story short to avoid this I had to shorten all the clips to kind of dodge that YouTube automatic content verification
2: thing. Yeah, what is it? It's like 30 seconds or something. Yeah,
0: I had to make it about 30 seconds to dodge that whole uh, procedure. But basically, while I was working on that, you know, I figured, well, okay, fine, you know, screw you, YouTube. First of all, I appealed all of those, and <laughs> Ubisoft came up the next day and said, nope, it's copyrighted, you can't use it. So I said, whatever. What, but-
2: but you have uh, the you've pressed you, right whatever you, you've got. They, to... Well,
0: see, they don't check, right? They don't really care. I don't. I don't know if they even look at the video. They just say Crono no, God. it's copyright content, and you can't use it. So, so I said okay, um, and I actually went off looking for where I can temporarily upload it. Uploaded, you know, just for this video. You know, Vimeo. So, huh? Vimeo. I went to Vimeo. I went to VO, I went to Blip TV. I went to Twitch TV. Uh, I went to uh, Dailymotion, and there is not a single other site out there that actually did what I wanted to do, which was upload an HD gaming video. There is not a single site out there that you can actually do this on. All of these sites mentioned either have direct and strict restrictions uh, saying you can't upload gaming stuff at all, you can't upload trailers or anything like that, or they have uh, a lengthy process of uh, making you verify who you are before you can even upload an HD video. In other Do words, you... it's Red yeah, I've uh, I've stumbled on quite a situation that we're living in.
2: You know, well, it's easy for me to say this because you're the one who's doing all the work. But I say, take him to court.
0: Well, I'm it's just a
2: saying, of your rights.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever. Like it's free advertising that they don't want I guess I will represent you in court (laughs) yeah so that was kind of a stressful weekend trying to figure all that out and I had to upload my video a bunch of times and obviously it failed every time on other video services because it either got banned right away or it wasn't HD Um,
2: so they have have no easy quick way of, of except for YouTube
0: there's no other site out there that I found that I can actually upload gaming HD videos
2: can't you just host them on the site? I mean, well, yes,
0: but the problem is that is taking up space, uh, taking up bandwidth, and it probably won't be as fast when streaming it for yeah. people. And you know the whole embedding issue in HTML and all that stuff. So yeah, that was my last resort. I had a copy uploaded to the site directly, but uh, in the end, I figured I'll you know forget it. I'll cut down the video and uh, just upload it to YouTube again and dodge the copyright issue. Yeah, oh, I hear that. It's kind of ridiculous. Lots of tape. Yeah, that's all I got. Well then. Um, there's a Need for Speed movie in the works. Fast oh. and Furious. Oh, you mean. No, oh. no. Oh, Need for Speed.
1: The Fast and the Furious. No. Need for <laughs> <Need for
2: Speed. laughs> it's going to be. This is going to be Need for Speed, like one step below Fast and Furious. Oh boy. We'll see. We'll see.
1: But I, I wonder what the, the storyline will be. It will probably be guy who is has to go onto the wrong side of the tracks to race, or he'll be an <laughs> un, un, undercover cop.
0: Well, you know what? I mean, Fast and Furious kind of was always about heists and cops and all that stuff. But if they make a movie about just some guy trying to work his way up in the underground street racing ranks. Well, let's hear
2: Driven or uh, Days of Thunder. That's what we're going to go for. They they, they should go in the direction Uh, with Drive. (laughs) Ha! That's...
1: yeah. Need for Speed Drive. Yeah, that's... That would be interesting. Well, you know, it's happening more and more, isn't it, with games and movies? I don't know. Well, we have
0: yet to see anything big successfully made, except Resident Evil. That's
1: been churning out for
0: time, though. Yeah, but, you know, we've had the Halo movie and all the other ones that kind of were allowed. out. Then, yeah. Then it never really happened. So.
1: I, I, I just didn't, don't think Need for Speed's such a, you know, a stellar concept for a game. It's nothing
2: yeah, particularly new. Movie.
1: It's fast cars, you know. For a movie. For a
2: movie, it's, you mean.
1: Yeah, it's like Need for Speed, the novelization. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> I, see, I, 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 don't I shifted know. the gear, the car into gear as we went over a ramp yeah you know, it was totally cool
2: <laughs> it looked great
1: yeah yeah
2: if what I, I, it, out of out of curiosity if there's any franchise that you think is particularly well suited to be to be made a movie
1: did the assassin's creed
2: movie
1: come out or in the woods uh,
2: Yeah, assassin's creed might actually work as a movie they could do it
1: yeah um i don't know who they'd get to write it, um, I think it'd be interesting, because there, there is a lot of kind of technical jargon that it could be weighted down with, that you just don't have time for a two-hour movie to uh, to do. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. If they should just do it as a standalone thing, like, you know, just assassin who can run up stuff. parkour. stuff.
2: <laughs> you know, I would actually... No, that would make a good movie, I think. Even if they... They could even do it entirely without all the futuristic techdo- yeah, technology yeah. and stuff and just place it, you know, they could do a, a renaissance assassin in Venice and make a great movie out of it.
1: Yeah, but something tells me that. Because it, it definitely an interesting concept. I think, you know, Halo could, you know, it's the stuff there to make a good film. There's a lot of stuff in games that could make interesting ideas, but it's just... Uh, you know, you don't want a Final Fantasy, do you? Where it's just they kind of abandoned everything it was about and did a kind of aliens take on oh, it, or like you know, aliens crossed with a Space Odyssey, and it was just kind of drenched in so much, I
2: don't know, boringness. There's such different mediums. I think it really is. I think it's more difficult to translate a video game to a movie than to do book to movie, or vice versa.
1: Yeah, I think. I think all, I, all in, yeah, but in some ways, it's more. Uh, it can be more challenging than a book, I think. Uh, I agree. Just for the, there's so much like content and everything, but uh, I don't know.
2: In the, I try to keep up on the sci-fi. Uh, I read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy, and it always amazes me that video games have are producing sci-fi novels now. I mean, the writing. Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing real special going around them, but are people really that interested in the backstories of secondary characters to Halo and everything?
1: I, I wouldn't say so much with Halo. I'd say pro- with Mass Effect, you've got more of a, a chunky universe because it's so just rea- 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 reams and reams of data. But um, And yeah, there's the Hitman one as well. There's obviously been Halo ones. Um, and yeah, the Halo ones I remember because they were pretty uh, well known at the time,
2: World of uh, Warcraft too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and obviously Warhammer 40k. But that yeah. was that was always the strategy board game before it was a before it was a video game. Right. Which is fair enough. If you've got a lot of lore, it's just you know putting a bit of an interesting twist on everything, or mm-hmm. you know something that couldn't be done in a video game. It'd have to be. It could only it's be interesting in book.
2: It's biting off a chunk of the lore and running with it.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Like a, a homeless man stealing a wheel of cheese. Okay. Oh, that's great! Oh! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Alright,
0: what's our question of the episode?
2: I, I threw in the. You put, what's your favorite power up just as an option, but if anyone has a better one. Uh, heck, I, I like the idea of the, of the movies, too. Of trying to come up with good. Good, what would be good video game movies okay well, or you know what would be a good one or what would be a really bad one pong would be
1: terrible but obviously
0: well there's been enough jokes made about that I think pong, pong being a movie but well,
1: the it, thing the, the thing is you could take the concept of pong
0: which well, is you based, know what? basically hold on there's actually they actually are making a pong movie
2: you're kidding no, me no I no there is stuff up. No, no no no
0: there is there is there's somebody has the rights, I think, to a pawn movie.
2: No, this was yeah, this was everyone getting ready to see if Battleship was a hit, and now
1: Maybe. But it, it wasn't. Though that's the thing, you know, I, I could have saved people two hundred seventy million dollars by just going no. <laughs> but no, yeah. I
0: think I think there is. Okay, so what's uh, for our question of the episode?
1: I have stuff. For, I have stuff for the power. up thing.
2: Well, let's do it. Okay. Uh, your favorite power-up or power-ups in games. These need to be uh, items that you can randomly find and use only once or a limited number of times. Uh, yeah, just give an example of why you like it.
0: And this is our question of the episode.
2: This is your question of the episode.
0: Um, does that have to be a real thing in a real game, or
2: uh, well, as opposed to a thing. game, make it up. <laughs> Uh, well, well, let, let, here, give me your, ex- give me your, your example. Oh, you think oh, oh no! I you know what?
0: It. You know what? I have a, I have a cool power-up power. Let's okay. hear it. Um, the super advanced, cool, dynamic camo from Mil Gear Solid Four that he wears. <laughs> you just sit you know, next to the surface, and it automatically shifts to whatever you needed to be. Awesome. That's just like a awesome. tablecloth. Yeah, man, it's just awesome.
2: Is it particularly useful in the game? I haven't played it there.
0: Yes. Well, that's uh, in previous games, you kind of had to manually change your camouflage. Uh, You know, like you know, basically changing your character's outfit or whatever to depending whatever environment you were in. But here, you just lean up against the surface, so you lie on the floor, and your suit kind of just you know adjusts. Yeah, adjusts to match the surrounding area.
2: This uh, goes up on the shelf right next to the elven cloaks from Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah. hide you from your enemy's eyes. Yeah.
1: And Harry Potter's cloak. But that was just pure invisibility, wasn't it? It wasn't.
2: A... Yeah, yeah, different. No, I'm sorry. It doesn't count. No. no. Uh, I guess my power-up that I would be suggesting is, uh, I've gone back to Binding of Isaac had a expansion recently that was great. And uh, Biden of Isaac has some great power-ups, but probably the one I like the most, called The Game Kid, which looks suspiciously like a similarly named piece of hardware from the 90s, <clears throat> uh, which does two wonderful, wonderful things. It, well, three things. It turns your head into Pac-Man, it makes <laughs> you visible, and it gives you health for eating your enemies. It's the perfect power-up, because most power-ups are great, like, if you're in a tough situation, you know, you can become invincible for a little while, or if you need to do damage quickly. With the Game Kid, the beautiful thing is that you can wait until you're almost dead with only half a heart left, and then at the last second, turn on the Game Kid, become Pac-Man, eat your enemies, and gain all of your life back up. It's the kind of power-up that switches the game from you're losing to you've beat it.
1: Alright, okay, so my top three. The first would be uh the Cape from Super Mario Land. Um I remember when I was playing it as a kid, I, it was always my favorite item because you could just get it and then you could um, you know, just kind of take off with it. And I always liked it more than um the the flower power because it gave you for some reason in that game it gave you a lot of freedom to just kind of you could go up and there'd be extra lives and you could like run on the clouds and stuff, so that was always one of my favorites. Um, the other would be the Axe power-up in Dynasty Warriors series. Um, there can be really tough battles in there. And then you get this thing which just doubles your attack. And you can just mow through everyone. And it's uh, very satisfying.
2: Lovely, and then, yeah. So
1: Yeah. And then uh, the final one would be, it's in Final Fantasy VIII. It is the Holy War item, which is basically one of the things you need. It's like the final piece you need when you fight, um, the, I think, the Ultimate Weapon. Or mega weapon. In the end, uh, it's like the very last, final, hardest boss with so much health. It's I can't insane.
2: remember. Yeah, I never, never made it to the end.
1: And you need, you have to go through so many loops and jumps to get this um, card that you can. Try. It's Gilgamesh, and you need to, and you need a hundred holy wars. They basically keep you invincible and like give you over limit and everything. And you need that it's like essential to defeat it, and it's one of those things where you've worked so hard and you've done so much, and then when you finally kill it with the use of these items, it's very fulfilling. <laughs> and you can just kind of throw the pad down and just relax. You know?
2: Oh, I can know the feeling. You, just, almost uh, make, you almost make me want to go back and play that game again.
1: Oh, it was almost. I just, almost. almost. It was, you, just, you just have to think, after you've done it, like the extra side hours, you plowed in to getting all these items and getting every every stat perfect, you know, it's it's definitely the completionist in me coming out. But very satisfying.
2: So it's more what the power up symbolizes than
1: yeah, as well as it's an integral power up you need. But the the kind of gravitas that comes with it as well is a is a definitely definitely a symbol definitely symbolizes all your trials up to that
0: point. Yeah, awesome definitely okay another episode complete yeah and we will be posting this on iTunes and unfortunately the site is still unavailable but uh, we'll post it there as soon as it comes back i
1: know we need to really need to feed that hamster which is powering the wheel of yeah. our server I know. down
0: here in our <laughs> deep dark bunker yeah i've been neg- neglecting the poor thing oh Oh,
1: at that that it became so obese that it, it physically can't move his legs anymore. Has kind of expired in the wheel. Ah.
2: So it can't tell whether we've worked it too hard or haven't worked it enough. Oh.
1: No. Don't worry. We'll put a little headband on it. Put some eighties montage. <laughs> Heck, You're back into shape.
2: Right on. All right. Exactly. All right. Great. Heck, if the pen, hamster doesn't want to do it, call me. <laughs> oh, sweet
0: tech you up on that we'll move the server to your house that's right (laughs) alright thanks for tuning in thanks for tuning in to New Game Netcast for Sunday June 24th 2012 and as always please remember to visit www.newgamenetwork.com for the latest and greatest
2: video game news and reviews